The following may contain offensive language, adult humor, and or content that some viewers may find offensive. The views and opinions expressed by any one speaker does not explicitly or necessarily reflect or represent those of Mark Rattledge or W2M Network. Please listen with caution, or don't listen at all. TV party tonight! Good evening. You are listening to a Rattlegin Broadcasting Premier Podcast TV party tonight. I'm your host, the man did forgot what show I was doing. I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And tonight, our favorite show is World Wrestling Entertainment presents the Royal Rumble 2023. And I am joined by one of the podsmen. Yes, <laughs> we ride again, sir. From Parts <laughs> Unknown, ladies and gentlemen, he only has one hour. One hour Brett this Hawkins, match is this Michaels. podcast is scheduled for one hour time limit <laughs> ladies and gentlemen from parts unknown christopher chris bailey chris bailey chris bailey how do you do how do you do how do you do locked freed from obscurity mark radlish went and got himself a life and ditched What he was about to say was, I became social and didn't have time to podcast with everyone ever anymore, and uh, he's very lonely without me. That's what he was trying to say, that Chris Bailey, in fact, has no life, that despite the fact that he has a wife and children and a job of his own, what he truly <laughs> craves, what he truly desires is Mark Rattledge, and he doesn't have enough Mark Rattledge in his life. But you know who's not complaining right now? Here's the guy from Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. Neil, how you doing? Yeah, buddy? I love the Royal Rumble, and this was a great one. I'm telling you, <laughs> like the fact that we can't do this without doing impressions of other stuff. I know, right? <laughs> um, we'll jump right into it because I know everyone's on a time crunch today. But um, how much we? How much we? Other than just the Royal Rumble itself, because I know, like, <laughs> I had to specifically tell my wife, hey don't ruin this for me like you do everything else like i actually really enjoy the royal rumble don't mess this up for me um i legitimately look forward to the royal rumble every year there's always we were talking about it at work yesterday do you remember the one royal rumble where it was like diesel came back fucking kurt henning came back um i think that was the year the undertaker put maven in the popcorn machine like that was the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and that was like that's the part of it is like you never know what nonsense they're going to pull off. You never know who's going to come back for like a surprise entrance. The Royal Rumble has provided at least a dozen of some of my favorite memories of the last 20 to 30 years. Um Steve Austin and Vince McMahon and what everyone thinks is the shittiest Royal Rumble, but it was the funniest moment to me. Them leaving the Royal Rumble <laughs> and then fighting in the bathroom. How, how did he know to set up everybody in the toilets? You know, right. like Look, just make sure there's cameras everywhere. We don't know what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, and then yeah, you know, they left, they like went in an ambulance somewhere, and like Steve Austin came back at the end. Um, they had the three faces. Hey man, of that's Foley how you year. rest the guy up, man. <laughs> that's right. You had the three faces of Foley year where McFoley entered the rumble three different times. Yes. I'm actually um, wearing he, that shirt tonight to the to the you? Monday Night Raw. Um, are you? Uh, what are you? Some of your favorite Royal Royal Rumble memories? Was it when Big John Studd won? Was that the one? That, that, no, that it was actually uh, the first one with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. I remember re uh, re renting it from the video store. Actually, uh, mm -hmm. an autograph uh, action figure right there of him, but you can't really see it. Mm -hmm. But um, that was one of my favorite all time. Actually, the Austin. Uh, I think it was the Austin versus un where the, they did the final four at the end because they yes! didn't know how to beat it. Right. It was, oh, that uh, was great. Was Undertaker, Bret Hart, Vader, and Austin. Talk about four guys that are in my top ten of, like, pro wrestling history. And 
ever since then, I, I'm the hugest Royal Rumble fan guy. Like, literally, I would go to, a, if someone said, I got tickets to WrestleMania, I got tickets to Royal Rumble. I've been to WrestleMania like three or four times. I would go straight mm-hmm. to the Royal Rumble anytime over it. Um, that, yeah, that final four one, um, Chris is having all kinds of problems with his, uh, with his audio. Maybe he'll join us. Maybe he won't. Um, but oh gosh, in, in recent years, and I was just talking about this, and we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about it now when we talk about the men's rumble. The year Brock Lesnar came in, I think at like number ten, eliminated everybody up until Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre came out. It was yeah, yes. it was Royal Rumble twenty. Oh yeah, you're back. It was Royal Rumble twenty twenty, and I was like, I know everyone fucking hated Brock Lesnar that year. They were like, oh my god, why do they give Brock Lesnar everything? I was naked. Hard as a rock, cheeseburger at the end of it. I was loving every minute of that. Man. <laughs> we, I, I, I like a- I like how everybody's memories are of the the Attitude Era. Like I don't, I don't even when I think of Royal Rumble, I'm thinking Ric Flair winning. I'm thinking Hogan Warrior. I'm thinking you know Hacksaw Jim Duggan winning. I'm thinking all the good stuff. And then you guys are going to like these these Attitude Era ones where it's just like Hang all on. that seems like one generic in, run of mess. Hang on, in defense in defense of Neil. While you were while you were looking at naked pictures of me pining in the bathroom, Neil was saying that his favorite Rumble was the one that Big John Stud won. Oh yes, I heard that. I heard that. Jim Duggan and the autograph action figures right there. (laughs) Was there even a VHS copy of the Hacksaw Jim Duggan version? I thought the first Royal Rumble VHS tape from Coliseum Video was a John Stud one. No, he rented of the uh, Royal Rumble was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. No, no. He's oh, saying, yeah, I, I know that. But the VHS version of the Royal Rumble, I believe the first one was the stud win. No, because he's uh, saying he rented it from the. Well, at one point there was a VHS version of it because he rented it from the store. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, I you missed that. You missed I have that never weird. seen that video. If it you exists, missed, someone needs to show me. You missed it because you were in the bathroom looking at pictures of me pining for me and you missed what he said. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Let's talk about this one, you turkeys. <laughs> All right. Well. The uh, event started off with Pat McAfee coming back real quick. Just I don't, we don't need to spend too long on this. But Neil, what happened to Pat McAfee? Why why was it such a big deal that he was gone and came back? Well, Pat McAfee uh, was smart enough to uh, take some big money from college football and <laughs> go uh, be the host for college morning football for a little while. And uh, man. Uh, I cannot tell you how happy I am always to see Mr. Pat McAfee being a wrestling fan and an Indianapolis Colts fan where I actually got to see him play back in mm. the day of, uh, when he was a kicker. Um, man. And to be honest, he is like the Bobby Heenan of this, of this generation. So like that guy has so much colorful stuff to say, like throughout the night, I, we snorted laughter. <laughs> At, at, at the party I was at from some of the things he came Dude, up There were two moments that stood out to me, Chris. One was him actually, because you know we're, we're juvenile on this show, and so we like to say instead of Peacock like normal people or Peacock not a real service, as we say on Damn You Hollywood, <laughs> we, we call it the cock because, you know, sex joke. And then he said it on air. And he corrected. He said it on air is right. Yes. You can yes. watch it on the cock at Peacock. And I. <laughs> I I, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> he is literally the voice of the people. He's the voice of the 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 actual viewer, and that's I think that's the charm of Pat. You know what I mean? And chicken that's why everybody skewers. is so excited to see him. Chicken skewers were like flying out of my mouth. I was you know just like drinking a Mountain Dew. Were you drinking I, Mountain Dew pitch black? I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was drinking hard Mountain Dew hard seltzer the whole show. <laughs> Another thing that he said, and I thought this was hilarious, was somebody was trying to eliminate somebody else, and he and then another person like interrupted it and stopped the elimination. And he was like, "That's the dumbest thing ever. I hate when people do that. Why are you stopping the elimination? Go help." Yes. I'm like, yes, Pat. We all we all hate it. Thank you for speaking for us, sir. You're you're a gift from God. Um, all right, coming in at number one for the Royal Rumble and breaking all the records was the former Walter, uh, now known as Gunther, and number two was Sheamus. Um, Gunther got eliminated uh, right at the end by Cody Rhodes, who ended up winning the thing. Uh, Sheamus got eliminated. At number 21 by Drew McIntyre and Gunther. So Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, I have two things to say about this Royal Rumble. 
one, um, as you can see on my TikTok, I uh, I had a big fat crying hissy fit when Brock Lesnar got eliminated. I screamed. I got up and screamed and scared all the children in my house. Like I have, <laughs> we, have we have people living with us, and one of them is my is our friend's daughter, and um and she's about ten years old. And I was like, hey, come and watch with us. Be part of the family. This is what the family is doing. I know you like to stay by yourself, but we're all gonna watch this together. At least watch the Royal Rumbles. She was like, fine. I don't think she's ever coming back because I got because Brock Lesnar <laughs> came out and I went, yeah, and I'm screaming and yelling. I'm like standing, I'm like throwing shit, and like the beast incarnate. And she was like, oh my God, <laughs> she thought the thing, domestic violence was happening. Um, and <laughs> there was an L sized hole in the wall. And we never saw her for the rest of the night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to, to then be eliminated, what was I got to look at the stats now? Brock Lesnar came in at number 12. Um, he was limit. He was the eighth person eliminated. He lasted two minutes and twenty eight seconds. And yeah, after eliminating three other people, and he was eliminated by Black Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Um, needless oh, to say, oh, 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 needless really say that. I don't know if I can be on this podcast anymore. Oh, we've been saying that for years. <laughs> it's truth. That's, it's truth. That's it's not truth. a new moniker. Like, yes, um, <laughs> straight and facts. I and I didn't come up with that. I stole that one from the internet. Um. But yeah, he got eliminated by uh, the almighty Bobby Lashley, and I was ever so pissed. And so now you can see my reaction on TikTok of me just screaming and crying. Um, <laughs> the other <laughs> the other thing was just how like much of a badass Walter is. Uh, Walter kicked ass in this, and I think the right guy won. I think, you know, I, I, I wish he hadn't come in at number 20 and uh, number 30. Um, but, you know, I, I guess... Beat up your guy, dude. Can't beat up your guy when he's the main event. Yeah. you're not wrong um he just he's just now coming back from injury and they were already gonna go obviously they were already gonna go coast to coast with Rhea Ripley so like I'm not gonna complain about it too much Chris your thoughts on the men's Royal Rumble um so first of all you you hit it right on the money like we talked about earlier uh you know surprises uh return appearances and all that stuff this one was really really lean on the return appearances we had Booker T looking like I don't know. He looked in shape, but he looked really, really more than a step off. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. only for a quick little pop. So on the return aspect, I mean, we had edge come back and we had a couple things, but in regards to a big legend pop, we really didn't get it. And that's, that's always disappointing because you know, the internet is speculating like crazy. Who's going to be in the rumble is punk coming is, and we know it's not going to happen, but there was literally almost nothing. And that was a bit of a disappointment. However, Gunther, Gunther playing into the fact that Cody Rhodes had a pec injury and just slapping that big meaty hand all over that absolutely worked for me. And when his chest was beaten bloody and red, I was like, wow, this is crazy. I think they did a little bit of damage to him, bringing him in at number 30. Like, why not 25? Give him some sort of bragging rights. Right now, it just looks like, hey, he, had, he was an opportunist. He threw out a couple of people and that's it. So, yeah. you know, in regards to that, I don't know if that was the right idea to, you know, to propel your guy to uh, main event status, but whatever. Uh, then we had some interesting spots. So we had Logan Paul and Ricochet. We know oh that match God. is coming. I love you. Ah! I know we I know what we're going to get. So Logan Paul is going to get the Zack Sabre Jr. treatment. So they're going to redo that match with all those flips and dips and all that type of stuff. Superman poses and, you know, backflips and all the all the crap that we've seen with Ricochet and Zack Sabre Jr. from back in the day. They're just going to rehash that. And Logan Paul is going to be that guy. He's going to be WWE's Zack Sabre Jr. And that that's where he's headed. And that's the style of wrestling that we can expect from this guy. Overall, what do you think of the Rumble? Overall, I think it was a it was a definitely a thumbs up. I'm not going to thumbs down this one. However, um, lack of returns and I would say decent action. I would say, you know, if I if I'm scoring this thing out of five, I'd probably give it a four. But it was just uh, it felt like there was I was always waiting for something to happen that never came. Put it that way. Yeah, I de Neil, I definitely felt like it was a good rumble. It was just also a nondescript rumble because if I wasn't, so, if I didn't have such a hard on for Brock Lesnar, yes, um, I don't know if any of this would have been memorable. But what did you think? My thing is like literally, it, it shows it right off the bat. What's the first match of the Royal Rumble? Is the <laughs> Royal Rumble? That's weird because yeah, this is literally considered yeah. the highest of what the match, what the pay-per-view is supposed to be. It's always the last thing on is the men's. Mm -hmm. And it should be. It should be. We should have closed yeah. off that show with Cody Rhodes celebrating. 
exactly. Um, so that just shows me exactly where this was really held. One, it was one of the most predictable Royal Rumbles ever. Like Absolutely. every single person in, in my a group of people that were watching were all like, you know, they're trying to make up ones. My friend's like, oh, Randy Orton's going to come back. Oh, this guy's like, oh, this guy's a uh, Matt Riddle's going to come and win it. I go, dude, guys, we all know you're all making things up. We all know <laughs> Cody Rhodes is just going to walk right in and win, which is 100% fine because I want Rhodes, the greatest pro wrestler of the last 10 years, to have that WWE championship around his waist. So that's perfectly okay. Can we talk about what comes next? Because skipping ahead, um, and I don't want to talk about the match total just yet, but Roman Reigns beat uh, Kevin Owens in the main event, and uh, Sami Zayn, you know, in the in, in what apparently is the most interesting story being told in wrestling right now. Uh, Sami, Sami Zayn finally stuck up for his friend and turned on the bloodline. <laughs> of course, he got his ass beat for it. Roman Reigns has two belts. What they have two months of two two and a half months of story to tell before April first. What if Roman Reigns drops a belt to whomever and he carries one belt into WrestleMania and that belt is on the line between Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens and Cody Rhodes fights for the second belt against whomever? Neil, you're shaking your head. I'm going to let you go first. No. Okay. Um, me, me and the guys, we all talked about this and I think this mm. is the way. We got two nights of WrestleMania. We got two belts. Let's separate them. Let's get rid of them. Cody Rhodes, night one. Get your happiness about Cody Rhodes winning that Monday Night Raw. Give him that black title. Next night, SmackDown title, Sami Zayn. Give it to Sami. Go give Roman a good month off so he can just heal up from being beat up for the last two and a half years. From two losses time. back to back. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's oh. how you reform the bloodline going forward. You're that oh. more going to have to do is it's going to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking the tag titles because to build that Jay Uso storyline about you know I thought you were my family you know like more why are they southern all of a sudden yeah huh I said why are they southern all of a sudden I have no idea dude I'm, <laughs> I'm from Tulsa. what do you want it's like <laughs> yo we the we the one oos oos the other guys go oof, well oof. there you know and we, we are from Florida <laughs> <laughs> they, they all live in Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's Neil's thing that he say he keeps. Uh, what do you call it? Roman Reigns just does double duty. He does night one against Cody, but he only puts the Raw belt up for up on the line, and he does the SmackDown belt on night two against only Sami Zayn. Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Sami Zayn gets the Mick Foley win. Sami Zayn, absolutely. Uh, deserves to beat Roman Reigns, but uh, I think beating him on night two is absolutely pointless. You need to beat him at the height of his powers. You need to beat him. Uh, you need to beat him when he is the rock on top of everything. You know what I mean? You 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 got to put him over, and you got to put him over hard. And if you're doing that, having him defeated in night one just goes, oh, he's already weakened, and of course Sammy wins. No, you need to beat him straight up. Fist of fire, you know what I mean? Uh, that's what I think. And I think Kevin Owens plays into that finish with a stunner. Similar to the whole Mick Foley celebration. Uh, this is one of the most carefully woven storylines. We have talked forever about how crappy WWE, WWE creative is. However, we know from past history that WWE has told some of the most memorable stories of all time. Look at the mega powers exploding, you know, all that type of stuff. This was amazing chapter-like story with an amazing conclusion when sammy hit roman roman with that chair absolutely pitch perfect pop every single part of this worked and they created an absolute megastar in sammy zane on like and resurrected that fat tub of shit kevin owens from obscurity because that's that's garbage number one i resemble that, that mark Number one, I resemble <laughs> that remark. Number two, sorry, like my kids used to think, like that they would watch Kevin Owens on TV. Like, Dad, is that you? No, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not French Canadian. Um, anyway, here's my problem: you you've completely uh, left out Cody Rhodes. Unless you're doing like a Kurt no, Angle. Cody Cody Rhodes wins at Mania. I, I just think you got a clue. You got to give Sammy that win. Is the next pay per view the, the way out of it? Is you know is is a shot out of nowhere on Monday Night Raw the answer? Some hot ticket headed to WrestleMania. I, I think that's the trick. Wait, so you're saying you're gonna have Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns, but what for not a title? 
How about for the night after Raw? I mean, and clue up and send him back in. The night Cody after Mania, I should say. To win the title for yes, he will win the title. All right, all right. I, I'm Absolutely. Here. Here's my last pitch. Here's my last pitch, and then we're moving on to, to the next garbage match. So what if we resurrect the old Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, I believe it was. No, no, three ways. Oh, no. The international. Yes, yeah. yes, I like that. I, you know, two I, out of three falls. No. I Cody like Roach makes his yes. claim, and, and he's like, and I thought. <laughs> and because here's 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 my pitch, right? Picture it, Sicily, 1938. So Roman Reigns walks into <laughs> night two of WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes has made his claim. He's like, I I pointed at the sign. It's I peed on it. It's mine. So he gets his title shot. But you can't deny Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is going to dog the bloodline from now from now until WrestleMania. They have to give it to him. He's going to like you know hold fucking. He's going to do a Stone Cold. He's going to hold fucking what's his night? Uh, Adam, what's his name? Come on, help me. Adam, Adam, Pierce? Adam, Adam Pierce, yeah. He's gonna like hold Adam Pierce like over the edge of a building. <laughs> like, give me my title shot, damn it. He's gonna yell like Daniel Bryan. He's gonna occupy the, he's gonna occupy SmackDown. He's they're gonna give it to him. They have to. <laughs> and then and now and so they're gonna like they're gonna make it a triple, they're gonna do what they did with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. They're gonna make it a triple threat. Sami Zayn can't be denied. He's gonna be in there with Cody. He's gonna be in there with Roman Reigns. <clears throat> watch watch Sami Zayn beat. Cody Rhodes, pin Cody Rhodes, and run off with with Roman Reigns' titles, setting up more maybe, of a feud. Roman Reigns has to get his shit back, and he's not the one that got beat. You have a whole new story to tell after that. Love it, love it. Why, why, love why it. not swerve everybody and actually have him win the damn belt for the bloodline? I like it. I'll do it. All I like day. it That's too. Awesome. Yeah, let's right. do well, that. Sew that up. One thing I do got to add up real quick, but the thing that Chris stated earlier is that, you know, they are, WWE is telling these great long stories now. Well, do you, if you remember back in October, they actually hired Rob Fee, the guy who uh, worked for Marvel and Disney as the director of long-term creative, is these great storylines that we have going on because of this guy they hired back in October. Hmm. Kevin Kevin Feige or or, or someone related Rob to him? Fee. Just... Rob Fee is his name. Okay. He was created Rob, okay. for Marvel and Disney uh, okay. for uh, over 100 episodes of different says he's done Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I mean, everybody's done Ryan Reynolds. But, uh, well, I mean, who uh, hasn't? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we talking about here? All right. Um, just uh, real quick. Uh, Gunther and Cody are tied for the most eliminations in the Rumble at five. Drew McIntyre with four. Sheamus at three. Um, a lot of people oh, have zero eliminations at all. I, I want to talk about Seamus. So yeah. I literally, if you go through our whole entire catalog of uh, of Podsman podcasts, I bury Seamus at every, every almost every opportunity. They uh -huh. have resurrected that man's career with this with this whole new gimmick that he's got there. And I'm well, telling you right now. Bro. Yeah, it, <laughs> Banger Bros. That's the name. It's the Banger Bros. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, I, I like that Seamus is now one of the Bang Brothers. It's great. Um yes. and I, and I want to see him do more Bang Bang Brothers content. If we can get Seamus, <laughs> if we get Seamus doing more Bang Brothers on WWE TV, that would be fantastic. Well, let me tell you something. When his music plays, I don't throw up in my mouth now. That's good. so they've they've accomplished oh. a miracle. A miracle because I cannot stand, I couldn't stand this guy, but right now he's got this, you know, he's this, he's this, he's the WWE thug. He's the guy who's, you know, he, he's got his buddies and they're like a collection of, of brawlers and they, they found his niche somehow and late in his career, they found a way to make him relevant. Has Rich Rahalan paralyzed anyone or broken his leg recently? Cause that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guys, man. All right, moving on. Next up, at five minutes and five seconds that I want back, Bray Wyatt defeated uh, Nike, <laughs> defeated the Nike Pump uh, by pinfall in a Mountain Dew pitch black match. Ugh. That's a joke about how LA Knight sounds like a sneaker. You get it? You get it? LA Knight, Re Reebok, Nike. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Stop looking at me like that, Neil. Anyway, this match was trash. Um, this is yeah, straight this, track. Yeah, let me this talk is... to you, brother, about okay. This. <laughs> Go ahead, Neil. Yeah. You know what? I don't even I don't even have a whole opening shtick to say. I, it was trash. Neil, what did you think? Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew. Uh Mountain Dew, 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 Mountain Dew. 
everywhere. Okay, this match would have been funner if Mountain Dew was literally not everywhere in this match. Like me and my guys, like we're watching this, we're like, okay, it's kind of weird. It's it's kind of reminds me of that fight at the end of Batman Forever, where like you know, <laughs> but like or with Robin or whatever, where he's in the alley, and we're all like, whatever. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. They're trying something new. Uh, still in Mountain Dew in the middle of the ring, which I don't think they've ever had an advertisement in the center of the ring, if they have in WWE. And don't need it pastered everywhere. Like, if they just didn't have those Mountain Dew symbols literally everywhere, this match might have been a little bit cooler looking, but it literally was just a standard match. They did, like, uh, LA Knight did, what, three uh, bumps, three major bumps, and Mm -hmm. then some guy did an elbow off the top that didn't even it was like three and a half miles away like the camera could even do the right angle to make it look like it was anywhere close to what the right. guy is, <laughs> is hitting but um they tried and that's what i gotta say with WD. sometimes they hit it sometimes they knock it out of the park with like hell in a cell but then you got your booch hammy you know, Buchami jail match. You got, you know, sometimes, you know, Royal Rumble. Was alliteration, point, sir. Was something was they the made Poon, up. Alliteration, sir. It was the Punjabi prison match. And it was racially insensitive. Which then they kicked out the guy that was even based on. They're like, okay, we got to right. wrestle someone else because you're so bad at this. Here, in this Punjabi prison match, we're going to focus on your Asian Indian heritage. Let's get fucking Batista and the Big Show in there. <laughs> but, um, this is just one of those that failed. They tried. They failed. Mm-hmm. They'll move yeah. on. We'll move on. I wish it had been more like the, what was it? The Mimosa match with uh, Jericho and, um, help me, this guy. Um, Orange Cassidy? Thank you. I've, it's been so long. I, I can't remember anyone's name anymore. Yeah, the Jericho-Orange Cassidy match where they just had two giant tubs of mimosas on either side of the ring. I See, love that match. Like, like if you want to do like just just fill two tubs with Ma- with uh, Mountain Dew pitch black and the first dope that falls into it you lose. That's all you needed here. Oh, Ugh. it was. Uh, right. I mean, they they set up the the next thing. I guess whatever. Sure. Here, here I'm going to tell you, and Chris Chris knows this to be true. If I I say this to Chris, Chris is going to be like, you know what, Rattledge, you're right. And I'm staring at your picture of you naked right now. That's what he's going to say to me, Chris Bailey. You know, because the Royal Rumble is always the thing. No one goes, no one watches the Royal Rumble to watch anything else on that show, except for the Royal Rumble and maybe the main event. Correct. And so there's always like a, there's always a really short trash match on there. Like this, this is almost par for the course with the Royal Rumble. Is they gotta fill time, but they but they they don't want to take away from the big stuff, and so they throw they just throw hot garbage on there. This is yes, the it, it's there. it's Haku and Harley Race in '88. It's pointless. <laughs> Chris Bailey, did you watch wrestling in the 80s? I did. Who didn't? <laughs> I feel like you but let me tell you, let me <laughs> let me talk to you. Let me talk. <laughs> LA Knight, will you please push this guy correctly? Jesus, he has everything that the WWE loves. He's got the proper steroid build. He the guy can talk on the mic. He's got a personality when he's um when he's portrayed properly, the fans are into him. You put, you bury him with this convoluted Uncle Howdy bullshit. This what this the whole Bray Wyatt thing is a train going completely off the rails. He managed to get the pops first when he came back. Those fade from week to week to week. They're almost at a point where they're at fan apathy. They've got Alexa Bliss tied into it, which ruined another match. So he wasted. Two full matches, one based on a fucking Mountain Dew bottle. The other one, <laughs> they wrecked with they're trying to resurrect a storyline that they had to abandon, and they decide to bring it back just for continuity's sake or to wrap it up, and none of it is working. None of it is working. Like they, they want him as the next generation of Undertaker. That song is not impactful. That entrance is just about out of gas already. I'm telling you, man. This 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 gimmick and this character is in trouble. I don't care. You can douse them in uh, glow in the dark paint all you want. It's still a turd, man. It's still brown to me. Crap. For time's sake, we're gonna move on here. Uh, Bianca Belair. Speaking of Alexa Bliss, defe- uh, defeated Alexa Bliss uh, for the WWE Raw Women's Title in seven minutes and thirty-five seconds. You know, I was talking to my kids about this. They were like, "Are you a fan?" You know, again, 
We had my kids who've watched wrestling with me, but we haven't watched wrestling in months, probably not since Survivor Series. And then we had two new kids um, that I was introducing to wrestling, and they were all asking me, like, so what do you think of Bianca Belair? They were asking me who I thought of everybody. But there was a whole conversation about Bianca Belair, and I was like, you know, when she was in NXT and she first came out, I wasn't impressed. Like, as much as I um, <laughs> tend to infantilize certain certain characters and certain people, Bianca Belair never did anything for me. But she no. won me. But she won me over based on her natural strength. She has John Cena strength because John Cena isn't like he's muscular. Obviously, no one's taking that away from him. But John Cena didn't ever never look like he never looked like a Braun Strowman or a Brock Lesnar or even like a Drew McIntyre, where the, you were just a giant mountain of a man with huge muscles. John Cena always looked at a good musculature for his body frame. However, that guy is like the strongest man I've ever seen. He was picking up guys like the Big Show. He, you yep. know, he, I, I think um, like he hoisted Umaga, who was not exactly thin over him. You know, John Cena always had these great, unfathomable feats of strength. Yes, and so does Bianca Belair. Everything I just said about John Cena, you could say about Bianca Belair. Deceptively stronger than she looks. She has got natural strength. And she's able to do things in the ring that the other women can't do. The other thing I, I, I really like about Bianca Belair, I, you know, her character, her everything else doesn't really do it for me. But she's not Nia Jax, who hurts everyone she ever works with. She's not. <laughs> she's not. Some I was of these there other, for the Becky one. <laughs> she's not some of these other klutzes that, you know, they trip over their two left feet. Shotzi um, um, So, you know, she's <laughs> the, the best stuff with Shotzi ends when she gets out of the tank. Um, but I just, you know, I was looking forward to this match because Bliss can work. Uh, Bliss always has a good look to her. She's a hot babe. But she also, Alexa Bliss has everything except size. But you don't have to have size when you're a girl. You know, the, girl, the girls are all about the same size. Um, Alexa is, is hot. She can work. She always looks good on camera. And then she's in there with Bianca Belair, who can toss her around the ring. <laughs> Why are you laughing? She looks good on camera. Did you watch the match that I watched? <laughs> like she's, she's still literally, hot, dude. She's like Bianca shit. Belair was giving her signs that her spot was coming next, and she yes. forgot it twice. I said in this she match. Looked, whoa, 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 whoa! I said she looked good on camera, and Bianca can throw her anywhere she wants. I didn't think shit about the match. <laughs> Was oh, it was it was a train wreck. Well, it hang was on. A train wreck. Let me say all the worst women's match I've ever seen. Compliments, on a compliment sandwich. Okay, and I no. <laughs> all right, no, hang on. No Sorry. compliments. Sorry. You guys like... carried Alexa Bliss this whole match. Alexa did not care to be there. She was not in the mood to wrestle that day. Like you can literally, there's one thing you see. Uh, like in the bottom where like uh, Alexa was supposed to do something when they're in the corner and you can see Bianca give her the double tap on the thigh going, hey, here's a spot. Here's but a I thing. I never said the match was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. I just said Oh, no, 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 no. Bianca Belair is strong. Get this this wasn't Jim Powers versus Boris Zukov. <laughs> Chris Bailey, did you watch wrestling in the 80s? <laughs> um, hey, did you really? Bonesaw Jack says, do you guys have any idea how difficult it is to watch the Rumble and listen to your review at the same time? I'd like to think we're making it better. Um, yes, we are. Enhancement. <laughs> By the way, Chris, I know I know how you're in the bathroom looking at naked pictures of me pining for me, but I do I do miss our alternative commentaries. Yes. We we shall we shall retrieve those. If you could stop if you could put down the ladies for five <laughs> minutes, we shall do one. If I could stop being social for five minutes. Look, every look at look at this guy. All of a sudden, he gets a social life, and he he aborts his friends. Neil aborts us. I, Trash. I, I, I really, I do follow him on social media and stuff. And I'm gonna say, uh, I think Mark just likes hanging out with his kids, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> kids the ladies, to be honest. I mean, but I did see him that one night at you know. Anyway, but anyway, uh, a... <laughs> it was more than one night. Anyway, yeah, yes, Bianca Belair, <laughs> fine, you big bullies, you people who hate women. Bianca Belair versus uh, Alexa Bliss was not was not a tight match, but I think no. uh, it was really bad. It was really bad. Uh, Bianca Belair, I love her physically, like uh, you said yeah. earlier, you know, very physically. But man, someone needs a mic on her, or she needs to turn heel or something. Cause oh, it, it, the, the whole hair whipping. I'm on my own. Yeah, it's getting tiresome, man. I think there was a, there was a spot. 
on Monday Night Raw where Trish came back and they were going to fight the Damage Control, which is Bailey's new organization. Yeah. And Bianca took the mic and spearheaded spearheaded this entire um what do I say? This she tried to do the promo for the entire group and it was a massive failure and the crowd didn't respond. Ever since then it seems like she's been off the mark and they don't know what to do with her. They're not responding to the gimmick. She is completely lost in her role as champion. This belt can't get off this girl fast enough. And as for Alexa Bliss, boy oh boy oh boy I I don't know what else to do like she got this uncle howdy gimmick she did nothing for about six months because they they aborted the gimmick they tried to bring it back and she looks like she could she couldn't care less it's it's absolute garbage are you guys trash for, are you guys excited for rhea ripley versus bianca belair part two electric boogaloo well listen I, this is the only time i'm gonna say i want rhea ripley to just beat her in two minutes and be done with it let's end let's end this bianca belair experiment it's over <laughs> make this the opening bell match yes ding 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 yeah. ding ding yeah. Rhea Ripley's the new champion when when they had Sasha Banks a legitimate superstar versus Bianca Belair the new up-and-comer when they had Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair that was one thing and you know your two nights of Wrestlemania with one of those yep hear me no hear, hear me WWE hear the voice of it would have been funny if I could remember the character's name. The this character from Endgame or uh, Infinity War. Um, hear me now and weep. We are the children of Thanos. Uh, please, no Squidward. women in the main event at either night of WrestleMania. You can't no do it. They they, they, no they don't have the cachet right now. No, nobody. No, no one is, I mean, what, I don't even think Becky has that kind of star power anymore. I think nope. I don't. I think they have managed to bumble the women across the board. And that's coming from somebody who hasn't watched the product since November. But the fact that I still know a half a dozen of the male superstars and any one of them could sell tickets to WrestleMania and none of the yep. women could. How far the women's division has fallen in what? Five years? Staggering. Yeah. I there was a point. There was a, hang on. There was a point, And I'm wearing the shirt. I'm wearing, you know, from WrestleMania in New York. Your main event of one night of WrestleMania was Becky, Ronda Rousey, and uh, and Charlotte. Charlotte. Yep. I mean, from you the the heights you reached just getting to that point to where they are now. What a what a cataclysmic blunder, Neil. What what a fall. Um, what I was gonna say is that I think it's literally because Stephanie McMahon ain't around anymore because she was like the biggest yep. fighter for the women's division. Mm -hmm. I mean, back when she did the uh, they did the Evolution um, pay per view, they they it looked like there's this ball going, and Stephanie left uh, creative, and then she came back for a minute, and the whole Vince McMahon banging the intern thing happened, and you know it just like literally it, it just got all the wind out of it. I think. Triple H now has created a good women's division. Literally, while we're watching the Women's Royal Rumble, we're going through it and we're just like, dude, these are all great workers, but nobody's really over right now except for Mommy. And Mommy was over, and we love Mommy, so let's, yep. you know, that's why Mommy's going to win this. And so, like, we, we called both Rumbles before the pay-per-view even started. <laughs> like, all right, well, let's talk about that then. Uh, that is our next match. We have the 30 women's. So, my friend Gavin, uh, God bless him. Gavin, um, Gavin hasn't uh aged since 1955, it might be 2023, <laughs> but Gavin is still living in 1955. And I got a message from him, and he was like, Did the men, did they put the men on before the broads again this year? And and here's the thing, <laughs> yes, that's 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 misogynistic, yes, that's chauvinist. However, he's also. The implication that he was getting to was not wrong. The women, there was no reason to put the women on before the main event. This, this, you know, you guys talking about they should have, if Cody was going to win it, Cody should have ended the night. Um, Robert Winfrey of 401mania.com was, was saying that like Roman either opens or closes the show. They yep. probably should have opened with Roman Reigns. Closed I don't, I don't, I don't know. The, the more and, I think about it, you wanted the the last thing, like think about Vince McMahon's booking strategy. Yeah. The last thing you see should be the most important thing on that show. And I think the Sami Zayn Roman story was mm. the most important thing on that show. Okay. That's but, why Cody coming back with number 30, they, it just didn't have that oomph and it wasn't built to do so. 
It was just as a, another piece to the puzzle to get Cody to Mania. But the real story that they wanted to tell was Cody and Sammy, or uh, Roman and Sammy. They, I just don't like the order of this pay-per-view. It should have uh, began no. with the women, then do Bray, yes. then do the men, then do Bianca versus um, Skippy, and then do the main event. Yes, correct. You know, put the men on in the correct. middle of the show instead of at that. Like, his, for, for whatever else Gavin's issues with having the women on first, He's not wrong in his implication that the women didn't deserve a premier spot this year. And even though Rhea Ripley is the most over woman that they have in on the roster, when you, when you're, when it's, when your ratio is one out of 30, maybe you open the show. <laughs> not, this, well, not, you're, you're, you're right. The order because Hogan must pose. Think about that. That was a right. theory where you send the fans home happy back mm -hmm. in the glory days when wrestling was really great in the 1980s. <laughs> Chris Bailey, right. did you watch right. wrestling in the 80s? That I they, did. Uh, I did. But guess what? And completely killed wrestling everywhere. I went home that, that, that happy because Hogan posed. Okay. Hogan posed. Instead, here in 2023, shut up. Shut up. Let me get to my point and I'll shut up. Rhea Ripley wins bad guy. Roman Reigns then follows up with another bad guy win. This never, ever would have cut the cheese back in the glory days. Never. You do not go home with two back-to-back -back heel wins. It's just not right, and the structure was wrong, as Mark said. All right, Neil, you were making faces the entire time I was saying that, and I feel like now you want to tell me that I hate women. So go ahead. Uh, no, uh, the, the only thing I'm going to say is the – Correct in, yeah, if the men's rumble was better than the women's rumble, then maybe it should be in that spot. But guess what? It wasn't. And by far, like literally I had people at the party that like stood up and said, hey, if this women's rumble didn't happen, I would not be happy right now. But paying the 60 bucks I just did for this pay-per-view. Yeah. Okay, let's Correct. talk about it because I don't think we agree. Uh, the women's Royal Rumble... Rhea Ripley won it. She lasted one hour, one minute. She had, I believe, the most eliminations of the entire thing with seven. Then there were right. three tied for five. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Uh, I, um, so, yeah, damage control. Um, uh, what do you call it? Liv Morgan came in at number two and was eliminated by Rhea Ripley. She was in the Gunther spot. Um, some surprise entrance. We had Chelsea Green come back for five seconds. What was why? <laughs> why <laughs> five Thank, seconds? Thanks for coming, up. Chelsea. They're Jesus. No, uh, that's wrong. Michelle no? McCool came in. She had two eliminations. That was fun. I was yeah. I was laughing at that because it was like it was fun to see her come out of the audience. And I kept I kept waiting for like security to not know who she was and just tackle her. <laughs> like get the fuck <laughs> out of here. You know, and she wore Uggs the whole time. You were starting to say something, Neil? I was like, yeah, there's more surprises in, like, the women's rumble than there was mm -hmm. the men's, especially with having that front row Michelle right. McCool thing coming out. Like, uh, they could have easily done that with, like, Booker T being on commentary, and then he could have right. came and gotten to the Oof. rumble right. instead of doing, you know, you know, whatever. It's funny you said that. Bitterini he did. It's funny you said that because they kept saying over and over, this has never happened. Nobody has ever came out of the audience and uh, and joined the Royal Rumble. Well, technically, Booker T was announcing, and he came into the Royal Rumble. So I mean, Jerry Waller did Michael the same Cole. thing. They he, he did. Was sitting, he was sitting at the commentary booth, and they played his music, and he was surprised. He was like, you know, uh, I'm going to his gear on, but he had his gear on. <laughs> yeah, he had his gear on. Yeah. Well, he, always, he always commented in his gear up until the very he end. Did. But, um, he did. Here's what I'll tell you. Now that they've done like the Michelle McCool just coming out of the audience, like her kids, are like, where are you going, mob? Like, I'm gonna go wrestle. Like, you, you're fucking just gonna leave your kids here. That's great. So McCool CPI. I want like another actual fan to do it. I want to be like, I want to see, like the music goes off and they just hop the rail. They're like, well, if Michelle McCool can do it, you know, as they're getting <laughs> you um, know, they haven't had a complete unknown do that at all recently. It's always been like an NXT star or a independent star. Like it's always been someone with name. They've never had a complete and utter unknown jump the rail. Um, and then and lastly, the other surprise was Nia Jax. She came in at 30. Um, no reports that she's injured anyone, but uh, she was eliminated by everyone <laughs> that was in the ring at the time. <laughs> she had the opportunity. <laughs> every, Wasn't every she time. controlling her narrative for a while? 
Yes, yes, she was. She was part of the, the, the CYN. She, I think she was the entire women's division. I, I didn't think they had any other women's wrestlers at the event I went to. All right. I I thought this was, and maybe just because, like, the, maybe because I didn't think there was anybody, like, superstar worthy in the, the women's rumble. Everyone just kind of seemed kind of blah. Also, if I have to hear they, them, and again, I haven't been watching Raw, so I don't know what's going on with Finn Balor's goth group. But I kept hearing them call Rhea Mommy, and I get it. She's dating Hispanic, so she's Mommy and he's Poppy. We get it. But um, I, I'm sorry. Hearing white people call Rhea Ripley Mommy, I, I wasn't <laughs> getting hot Hispanic Mommy Poppy. I was getting, like, fucking, you know, I, I was getting cats. and yes, creepy. <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting Adam Sandler and the Waterboy Mommy. I was getting... Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> gross um every time they said mommy i'm like I, this is making me uncomfortable and i make dick jokes on an ongoing basis um so i was uh i don't know neil you can go ahead and defend this piece of shit but i thought i honestly think this should have opened the show i didn't think there was anything spectacular about it i didn't think the women did anything in, in the men's royal rumble again we talked about like brock lesnar kills bitches dead kofi kingston you know fucking never touches the floor he's always like jumping on things like frogger there's always second year in a row, a while, the second though. year botch. Um, what do you call it? You have Logan Paul and Ricochet doing the spot that um Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano did where they kissed and said, I love you, and dove to their death. Um <laughs> <laughs> hey, did anyone did anyone pay attention to Johnny Gargano to coming out to absolutely no ovation? It's like everyone said, Shh, shut the fuck up. Let's play a gimmick on him. We're gonna just come make him come to the ring in dead silence. And uh, it worked. I I couldn't tell because I was screaming it's Johnny wrestling and my and my kids are going You oh, no. were not. I was screaming yeah, it's Johnny, Johnny wrestling. Oh my wrestling. God. Johnny. I love Johnny wrestling. wrestling. You were literally the only <laughs> one in Florida <laughs> tapping. Dude, the only one in the world. All right. So go yeah, ahead, Neil. You're, we're, we're running up on 15 minutes left to go here. So go okay, ahead and cool. give me your thoughts uh, on the women. Yeah, I'll go through a few points. I got them written down. Uh, one, when um, there's so many storylines that they're literally already starting up with. Uh, the the Roxana, uh, Roxana Perez thing Ugh. was awesome when she came out from NXT. No. She did some great spots there. She did like four spots in a row with people. Um one, the Chelsea Green return with the enormous pop, and then they kill it right away. I love when they do stuff like that. I think that's, that's Royal Rumble to the T. Yeah. And then uh, the Michelle McCool, like you stated already, uh, was a huge pop. Like, they had more huge pops during the Women's Rumble than they had the entire Men's Rumble. There's never any time that, besides, like, when Brock Lesnar came out, that anybody, or Edge. I think Edge was the hot, hottest pop in the freaking Royal Rumble for the men's. I mean, even um, when people realized that Dewdrop was now Piper Niven, they're, they're like, yes, we're happy they finally changed the crappy name that Vince gave you because Vince sucks at booking names. He's <laughs> uh, like, your name's going to be Bruno the Killer. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so... I really like this because not only that, you had Asuka that returned with her, you know, old gimmick, her new, you know, I mean. She got a massive pop, man, a massive pop. Yeah. And literally, I liked it when it got to the end and it was Liv Morgan, uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Nikki Cross, and Asuka. Because these are four women that is your next level of people that are going to be your top women to go against for the next couple of years. It literally is. So I thought they did it really well. I thought this one was actually 10 times better than the men's one. I mean, the men's, I'd give it like a C minus. This, I'd give like a B or a B minus. All right, Chris Bailey, tell me about the women's. I agree. I agree. It probably won the highlights of the show. Uh, they had the right winner. Uh, they have a big problem with costuming with women. I don't know if he pointed this out. Everybody has these like neon greens and splashes of silver and oranges. And there was one point where they had everybody in there and everybody looked the same. They all yep. wear the same style ring gear. Yep. And it looks like a mess of convoluted just generic women and it's really really off-putting so when an oscar comes in with like a crazy look it really stands out uh when rhea ripley comes in it really stands out you had nia jack's return handled extremely proplers you know she had the andre spot where everybody teams up and dumps her over the ropes proper thing it's 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 the use the proper use of her character right now uh the chelsea green thing i cannot defend that you don't bring back a hot character and just create a shit show 
You got to make an impression, have her come out at the end, do some, I don't care what you got to do. That was absolutely the wrong thing. Roxy. I just don't get it. Roxana Perez. Uh, it, there's nothing there. She she does a couple of those um, Ricky Morton head twists. We'll say like the like the Hurricane Rana spinning type moves. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't see anything. She's too small in stature. I get it. She's Booker T's student. Doesn't work for me, bro. Um, what else was in this thing? What else? What what else? Give me another moment to spin off of. What no, what, what else? Was wanted to, wanted and to take- Becky Lynch. Yeah, I want to say damage control. Damage control was probably the highlight of this thing. Like, yeah. they worked as a unit. They were dumping everybody. Yes. Like that was that was classic wrestling right there. Where when you have a, mm-hmm. uh, an entire stable in there, um, and the finish, the finish, man, the finish was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it kept it kept me guessing. It kept me guessing. And when she just you know when when she hooked the uh, hooked her legs and dropped her opponent to the outside and won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was that was a great finish to that match. I'm, I give this one a, a solid solid thumbs up. It was a it was a very solid rumble, but like Mark said, it seems like a collection of semi-popular mid-tier people, but we never ever got to the the big tier, you know what I mean? It didn't feel big league. Here's I think that, that's you, one in, of the Here's what I'm going to tell you. In the early attitude era, um in in the early 2000s, um during like the big resets with wrestling, yep. there were some rumbles where nobody was over. Like Correct. you had you had your Bret Hart's or your Steve Austin's or whatever, yep. um, your John Cena's, but there were definitely years where nobody else in that roster was was over, and everyone. And yep. then there were no surprises, and everyone complained about the rumbles. So I think Neil and I think others who who like oh this rumble was great. I think you're artificially inflating your opinion of this particular rumble because in any other year this rumble full of nondescript mid-tier unpopular wrestlers would not have got i i I think (laughs) i think the reaction to the women's rumble is people just want to see anything different and it's there's such just such a frustration with wrestling they're like this is all fine you know but it isn't in any other year that women's rumble would have would have been deemed as sucky for all yep. the reasons I just stated, for all the reasons that were that there was problems with previous rumbles, where there's not a single over person in this thing except the person that's going to win it. So it's like yes. you're so it's like your 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 hero, your action hero, and a bunch of Ultron bots. All right, Neil, you're <laughs> <laughs> you want to give me like fifty words or less to respond to that, and we'll move on to Roman Reigns and get out of here. Uh, me, I'm a worker guy. I love workers. I, mm-hmm. I've been I was a fan of Rowdy Rowdy Piper, not that. <clears throat> piece of venice beach crap tolk hogan um like i'm literally <laughs> i like workers and every girl in this was a worker and that's why i like it because they had good spots they were solid and i knew hey someone's not getting injured tonight so like, <laughs> they, they, like until nia Jax came out and i was like ah they're all gonna get broken but uh, <laughs> but i liked it because i thought it was a workers royal Rumble. all right Roman Reigns defeated again for, for like the second year in a row. Um, Kevin Owens in the main event for the Undisputed Universal Championship uh, in 19 minutes and 15 seconds. It's the only match on here that wasn't a rumble. That was more than 10 minutes. Um, but the, nobody cares. Nobody fucking cared about this match. Nobody cares about what happened in the match. All anyone cares about is what happened at the end. They have him cuffed. They're working him over. They're super kicking him for an hour and a half. And then Roman Reigns is going to clock him with the chair. Sami Zayn says, no boss, no boss, <laughs> mercy boss. And Roman Reigns is like, who, who are you? You're not even supposed to be here today. And, um, and he go, you know, and he's standing over Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's behind him because of course he is. And just like when Seth Rollins hit Roman Reigns in the back with the chair, when they were Same all part thing. of the shield. Sami Zayn hit Roman Reigns, and I'll tell you, I don't. I'm not like the world's biggest fan of Roman Reigns. I think you know he. I think if he looks like me and doesn't look like him, but with the same ability, he never gets the push that he does. Like he, that, 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 that. That's a lot of charisma. That's a lot of look getting you know getting him favorable. A lot pushes. of relatives. Yeah, and a lot of relatives. However, he is what he is. But uh, but credit where credit's due, and I always and I'm always fair, Neil. I'm always fair. <laughs> um. <laughs> That cell where it was like it less hurt than it was. He was just surprised. Like he gets hit, he's like, 
well, that didn't, well, I didn't expect that. And, you know, because he didn't sell it like Sami Zayn killed him. He really did sell it like that stung a bit. And when I get up, I'm going to tear your head off. It was yes. perfect. That was like the best sell job I've ever seen from Roman Reigns. It was, it was subtle. It was appropriate. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan. It was like, <clears throat> we talk about in, I don't know if everyone knows this, but Neil review, reviews movies. And we, you know, we talk about pitch perfect performances and it, you can take any line, you can take any part and really elevate it with performance. Roman Reigns' sell of that chair shot elevated that whole thing. Yes. It, the rest of it looked kind of Memphis, but it was all on that, like, I'm surprised, I'm a little hurt, and I'm going to kill you. All in, <laughs> one, all in one shot. It was perfect. Bravo, Roman Reigns. Uh, Chris Bailey, take me home, baby doll. Yeah, absolutely. Pitch perfect execution of a storyline. Kevin Kevin Owens was just a cog in the wheel. Uh, nobody really cared about that match, and nobody expected Kevin Owens to go over. Um, I think the uh, the chapter telling of this entire storyline was probably the best thing the WWE has done literally in a decade. I, I think the execution storyline, the right guy as well. I mean, just the underdog you want to root for. The you know the funny everyman and Sami Zayn. I think you found your next McFoley right there, and uh, you know a star was. Uh, has actually been hatched and born, I think, with uh, with Sami Zayn. And I think he's going to elevate Kevin Owens along the way. So I think we truly have something special to look forward to. And uh, I've got nothing nothing uh, bad to say about this whatsoever. Absolutely pitch-perfect execution. I don't know who Bones on Jack is. He's my new favorite guy. This is Mark Radlich, head of the dinner table. You ain't kidding. <laughs> what an asshole. Oh, only uh, only my, uh, my stable is not the bloodline. It's the polycule. <laughs> he ain't joking folks <laughs> nope all right neil take me home baby doll oh man 100 i have to agree this is like the end of a storyline that they've been telling for months uh sammy zane always i mean even the announcers the ultimate underdog um literally he is the guy to go with because he's so charismatic even in el generico days uh mm. when he had the, the luchador mask on this <laughs> is like this is like when uh macho man you know beats hogan because uh, he's flirting with miss elizabeth too much you got or, lust in your eyes hulk hogan <laughs> exactly this is back in the glory the, days uh, and the reaction of Roman Reigns was like when Triple H found out that Cactus Jack was returning at Madison Square Garden. Like this was <laughs> like thing. the ultimate sell. If Roman did not sell this correctly, this would right. all be worth nothing. But because right. he did it correctly, Kevin Owens now back with his best friend. They're going to get those tag titles or they're getting a title. Someone's getting a title out of this. And Kevin Owens and now Sami Zayn together again. Two of the best guys have done it together for decades. So, like, you know, let them go for it, especially coming up to WrestleMania. All right. Well, that is our review of WrestleMania 2023. Overall, um, two decent rumbles, two garbage yep. matches, and one main event that was really – it was one main event that was really a uh, a gimmick and not so much a match. But I tell you, like – the Royal Rumble is always like chapter one of the of the road to WrestleMania. And I think if you if you look at it in terms of like opening chapters, this was a good one. This was solid. Yes. You know, if you if you come out of the Royal Rumble and you don't care what's going to happen at WrestleMania, they failed on a pass fail basis. Dude, I had everybody in my house pointing at the fucking <laughs> sign every time. <laughs> we're like, why are we pointing? Shut up and point. Um, what we do. <laughs> Welcome to the culture. Um, yeah, if you come out of Royal, if you come out of the Royal Rumble and you're excited for WrestleMania, you're excited to see where this is going, then the Royal Rumble passes. If you don't, it fails. Chris, any last words? Otherwise, you can do your plugs. Uh, no, I'm solid show. I'm going to give, give the overall collective show a thumbs up. And uh, guess what I'm doing? Guess what I'm doing? Guess what February holds for myself? Uh, your penis. Well, that too. But I will be in sunny Florida, the home of Mark Radlich. Oh, what do you think sure. of that? Okay. Right at the end, right at the end of the month, I'll be dialing my good buddy up for live and a Technicolor. We can podcast live in each other's face. Oh, I was going to say, are you going to his house and he doesn't know that you're going to his house? <laughs> I'm, I may, I'm, I, Mark may come home and I'll be there ready. 
<laughs> I do enjoy it when people are ready for me when I come home. <laughs> be in the re- be in the ready position, Chris. Be in the ready position. Make sure you have your mountain yes. do pitch black. Hey, are you ever going to do another superhero satellite or any podcasting? Just what happened to Elf? Your Elf Quest podcast? Are you ever going to do that again? Oh boy, that's a that's a podcast in itself. We should schedule one. Yes, <laughs> yes, we we should schedule one, and we'll tell the entire tale of the uh, <laughs> of of Quester days and how another episode will never come to pass. What do you think? Um, I think that's so, a that's an episode I, in itself. I, I think I owe you a Red State review, don't I? You do. Yes, sir. I am. I am definitely going to get back to some podcasting. I've got some work on the go with uh, with Billy D over on the Monsters and Magazines. We got a little uh, regular gig going on. We're getting back together again now for two back to back episodes. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Thank you for coming on, Chris. I know you. Uh, I know you had to go back from parts unknown to wherever you came from. So yes, sir. You, you are dismissed. But I love you, man. I'm glad we got a chance to do this. We have to do another. Right. I don't know when we're going to do. I don't know when I'm not going to be social. <laughs> but we have, to do, we have to do a commentary soon because it hurts you, my heart that we haven't done one in a while. Not you can be I'm social with me. I can enter the polycule for one day. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a part of my polycule? You can be part of the polycule. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye, Chris. Okay, Neil, <laughs> tell us about the movies that suck and some that don't. Uh, movies that don't suck and some that do. We go live every Thursday, usually at 6.30, unless you know something makes it that we can't because you know work. <laughs> and stuff but usually we're live every thursday right on, on our uh movies don't suck uh you can find us at movies don't suck.net or you can go to youtube and just go mtds podcast uh this week we're going to be reviewing infinity pool and uh, uh Tragnal of sadness and we of course have over 250 episodes across all of spotify apple podcast just look mtds podcast or movies that don't suck and some the deal all right, but if you don't want to do that, you can check out the audio version of their podcast right here on the W2M Network. Um, we have it on our YouTube. We have it on, our, on any one of our podcast audio feeds. Uh, the most recent episode went up today, which was Tar and Plain. Um, I still have to I have to watch all. I have of the 10 Best Picture nominees for an Oscar. We reviewed five and I saw six. So I have four to go. So it's Tar, um, the, the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Um Oh god, what were the other two? Uh, the uh, women talking, and then the other third hoity movie. I gotta, uh, I still gotta watch, but I got the rest of them down. Women so. talking is the one we haven't seen yet, and yeah, and, but Tar. I mean, that was one of them I reviewed that I was just like, hey, Kate Blanchett was in it. Yep, <laughs> you picked a good one. Um, it was so funny because like my so my wife and I were supposed to go do a distillery tour last Thursday for our date, our weekly date night. And um, always date your spouses, people. Always date your spouses. Um, and she was too tired and too cold. She didn't want to do the distillery tour, so we put it off two weeks. But she was like, I want to go do something. Like, let's just go, go to a movie. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go see something I've already seen. And you don't like any of the movies I like anyway. So here's your options. I gave her two. Always give your wife options, Neil. Always give them options. Take that mental and load off give of them. Options. Take the mental mm-hmm. load from them. Mm-hmm. Give them options. Um, don't just ask them what it is that they want to do because they can't tell you and they have, you know, and then they, the beach ball appear, appears on their forehead and then, you know, you, you get stuck. Um, so give your You're giving me good advice. I mean, how many times have you been divorced? Um, <laughs> At least one. <laughs> um, uh, so I said, you, we need to go see House Party or Women Talking. And she was like, hi, I'm Melissa. Have we met? Yeah, we went to go see House Party. House Party. How was that? Was that any good? I mean, it was funnier than it had any right to be. I, I went into it like this is gonna suck, but I I laughed. I mean, like it's not good, but I laughed despite myself. And yeah. I figure if comedy makes you laugh, then it's successful. It's kind of like the Royal Rumble. Exactly. If, you know, and, and comedy doesn't have to be things you're gonna win Oscars for. It can no. just as long as it gives you a, a snuckle. You know, if you snort yeah. once, you, you've won. Yeah, I uh, I don't review a lot of comedy on Damn You Hollywood because most comedies are terrible. But they, but things that are terrible will also make you laugh. Right. Um, and with that said, speaking of terrible, but it makes you laugh. Uh, tonight we will be reviewing the Pale Blue Eye from Netflix. We're finding, you know, Neil and his buddy already got around to it. We're going to do our take on it tonight. Tomorrow um, we're going to do we're doing our Whiskey Rebellion. We're going to be looking at war movies. We're going to have Andrew Graham on. We're going to do uh, talk about an article from Fatherly about uh, you know the best ways to I think raise your son. I think is the name of the article. Um, we've got a re-airing of our our commentary for UFC 241 from back in the day, Cormier versus Myochik 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, we should have another movies that don't suck in some that do once they finish editing it. 
Uh, and then that. And that's uh, Missing. And uh, we did Missing. And what was the other movie we did that? I can't even remember. I know Missing was one of them. And then, yeah. oh, Sick. Sick was the other one from Peacock. Yeah. I'm gonna eventually get to sick. Uh, I have it. I have it. That there's a new Children of the Corn coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. So me and my buddy Jason, we're gonna do sick Children of the Corn and uh, another streaming movie. That, oh, um, oh gosh, uh, Boston Strangler coming from Hulu. Right. So nice. uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking about like our our best of um, that show that I was on for you guys, and like, if I don't watch the streaming movies. Uh, because mo- because now that I'm not doing as many podcasts, I'm not doing as many triple features. I'm not watching as many streaming movies. I'm like, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss half of what's gonna end up being on my top ten if I don't if I don't watch some of these. So because right. it's like I would have known about Fresh otherwise. You know what I mean? Oh, Fresh was amazing. Gosh, right. that was one of my favorites. I was gonna say like half of what was half of what ended up being on my on my top ten was stuff we did in triple features, not anything we did on Damn You Hollywood. Damn You Hollywood tends to be the worst movies of the year. <laughs> you know, like Morbius and Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's such a bad movie. <laughs> so, um, so I want to make sure I get some of these in there, and so we're gonna do uh, later in the year. We're gonna do Sick, Children of the Corn, and. Um, Boston Strangler. All right. Awesome. That's it. That's what's going on here at the Rattle Engine Broadcasting Network. Um, you can check us out on any of the podcast feeds, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Plus, we always have our YouTube channel uh, with all of our live and pre-taped shows. Go ahead and check those out. W2M Network. I want to thank Neil for coming on. Chris Bailey, we miss you. This has been TV Party Tonight. Be well, be safe, and behave. <laughs>